1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, according to some economists, the Canadian housing market could be in for a bounce-back year in 2024. That's right, Tina. And today we're going to be looking at the big picture for the real estate industry, and I'd like to welcome Nick Bailey from Denver. Nick is president of and CEO of Remax. Nick, welcome to On the Market. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Nick, you've probably seen a lot of what's happened over the last few years and a lot of promise for what's to come in 2024. Tell us a little bit about what's happened over 2023 and how we should be looking out for 2024. Great question that's on everybody's mind. Um, First of all, it's no secret what happened with interest rates in 2023, and that put a lot of pressure on the real estate market. Um, Buyers started to sit on the sideline, even though demand continues to be very high. But look at all across the um, country. There is still demand for housing, not enough housing, um, but yet the rates had uh, an impact on the number of transactions. Now, that being said, how does that translate into what we're looking at for 24? Number one, there's quite a bit of optimism out there. Uh, We're seeing, look at uh, new housing starts is a great example. Even in October, they were up 30% year-to-date across Canada. They were up 22%, was over 43,000. Uh, which is a good indication that some of those housing starts are coming back. However, we have to see what happens with rates. We've got to make sure that, uh, you know, the bank feels that they've got inflation under control. And if they do, I think we'll start to see some favorability and we'll start to see rates come down a little bit, which is going to help those buyers come off of the sideline. Um, But inventory levels, I think, are still going to be constrained throughout most of the year. Nick, you suggested that we're on standby for the rates, but do you suggest that there will be a rise in prices this year? It's going to depend on area. Our outlook indicates that anywhere from a half to 1% um, overall, and that's, that's going to be countrywide, that prices will go up a better stay fairly stable. However, there are certain markets, um, when you look at, I think, Toronto, uh, we might see come down a little bit, maybe a percent or two. But then you take the the leader right now is Windsor. That's we're expecting over seven percent increase in Edmonton around four. Um, so what we're really I think returning to is more of a balanced market overall, which means uh, not only buyers or sellers, one or the other, are going to have it, uh, uh, the market, uh, but that balanced market where buyers are going to be able to negotiate a little bit. Sellers may have to be a little bit. Uh, more aggressive on price, but overall a fairly stable market, which means I think transactions will be higher in 24 than 23. And Nick, looking at all of North America, how has the U.S. market fared over the last year and has been very similar to Canada? And what's your outlook for what's to come there? You know, it's very similar. Uh, I think the U.S. and Canada are like looking at a mirror right now. Uh, We saw similar things in the U.S., Inflation was very high. Rates just continued and continued to go up. Uh, transaction counts went down. 
But pricing went up. And across most markets, even in Canada, we saw prices go up in 23. And it's because the inventory is so low and the demand's high. And until inventory levels can uh, rise to a point uh, and rates come down, we're still going to see pressure on rising prices. Um, and so that'll, I, I think that's going to kind of equal out in 24, which is a good thing for the overall market. Do you think undecided buyers should stay on the fence or do you think actually that they will remain on hold or will they jump into the market? Well, I tell buyers this when I get asked all the time, is now a good time Mm -hmm. to buy? And the question they should really be asking um, is not if it now is a good time to buy because it's never a bad time to own. That when really you look at life events control home ownership. And I have a saying that, you know, you marry the house and you date the rate. Um, rates are going to come and go. The one thing that buyers can't do is if prices do go up, you can't claw back uh, those price increases and get it less than it, than it is today. And so um, rates are always going to jump around. Uh, we know that. And especially, obviously, Canada with the renewal of mortgages and the way it works is pretty unique. Um, but it's, it's never a bad time to own. And I think when I look at the data, in Canada, um, 73% of consumers say that owning a home is one of their best investments. 61% do own. And so it just shows right there between those two numbers that there are a lot of people out there that have a desire to own and don't yet. And Nick, I know you look at worldwide trends and stats and with the amount of immigration that is now coming into Canada, how do you think that will fair for the Canadian economy and, and house pricing because our supply, as you mentioned, hasn't taken off to that point. It's a great question. We've been watching immigration, especially what was decided uh, you know, a couple of years back on what was going to be the three-year immigration plan in Canada. And of course, you know, it what more than doubled or tripled some of the, the immigration numbers. And so I think it's going to do a couple of things. One, I think it's going to continue to put pressure on housing especially the rental market, because when most people uh, uh, immigrate, they, they many times go into a rental scenario before an ownership scenario. So I think we'll continue to see pressure there. But I think we'll also see some buyers come out of it. Um, and I think also one of the challenges has been is the labor market. And so I'm hoping that it's a combination of maybe those three things that we will see um, help drive the overall um, real estate industry. But you talk about pricing. I mean, one example is uh, just kind of the, the greater Toronto area. Detached homes went up by 8%. Semi-detached went up by 4.7%. Townhomes only went up just 1.2%. And the condo market actually dropped about 1, 1.5%. And so when we talk about kind of a rebalanced market, what that's showing is there's still a much higher demand for detached homes as compared to condos. Uh, but I think that that could Im- be impacted with the immigration numbers that we're seeing in Canada. Nick, what are your thoughts on the market for first-time buyers and investors? Well, first-time home buyers, that goes back to the saying that there's never a bad time to own. Um, what I would tell first-time home buyers, obviously their biggest challenge in many parts um, of the country are affordability. And we're seeing that all across North America with the amount that prices increased um, following the start of the pandemic for two years, affordability is on the mind with, with home buyers. And so they need to work with a really good agent that knows the market and knows that they may have to increase their commute time to their job um, in order to find the right house that they can afford. 
they may have to look at um, different mortgage products. A lot of new construction um, have more favorable rates with lender partners that the builders are working with. And so I think what, what, the, what first-time homebuyers need to realize is uh, there are options out there, and they just need a great agent and a great lender to help them work through this market, the timing, and overall affordability. And Nick, speaking of great agents, I know that, uh, you know, as the market shifts to where we were at in 2022, 2023, a lot of consumers will turn towards experience. Is that one of the reasons why Remax sales per agent actually went up a bit over the, the last year? Well, there were a lot of agents that have gotten out of the business too. But yes, to your point, the, the simple answer is absolutely that uh, when we survey consumers, they say, hey, we want someone that has experience, and we're very proud of the fact, and I am personally proud of the fact that uh, I can lead a brand in the U.S. and Canada that consumers voted a REMAX agent the most trusted in both countries. And, uh, you know, for most people, this is the largest investment that they ever make, and uh, it's kind of like uh, having a heart attack. Do you want someone that's done heart surgery for the first time or done thousands of them? And so I know it's different medical versus housing, <laughs> but uh, a good experienced agent and a great lender can make all the difference on helping people uh, navigate this space, which can be very overwhelming. Sure can. I often put Asif on the spot, and I'll do the same here. So how would you characterize the year that was in real estate, and what about the year ahead? Who goes first? Asif, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say uh, 2023 was a bit of a roller coaster year, the way that, uh, you know, we started off pretty flat and all of a sudden the market just took off and around springtime. Then we saw some more rate hikes and it dipped again pretty quickly. Uh, 2024, I don't think we'll have that roller coaster status. I think we're starting off a, a bit quieter than what the rest of the year will be, but I'm anticipating that there will be a flood of activity probably from March or April on, and there's some anticipated interest rate decreases that are coming uh, in the year. So I think that'll really kickstart the market. Yeah, I agree with all those comments. I would say the year that was, was all about coming off of a record year. And so it felt like every headline was bad news and it affected consumer confidence. And I think that the year ahead is going to be the opposite. We already have some of the struggles um, and uh, some of the very quick changes in rates that affected um, buyers. And um, I think now what we're going to see in the year ahead is we're seeing it now, optimism. Um, I think we're going to see some things that help both buyers and sellers. We've got market stabilization. I think we've got better pricing stabilization happening overall. And uh, I think we're going to see a year ahead of maybe some good headlines for real estate and an increase in consumer confidence. And Nick, for our listeners, if you could leave our buyers and sellers with one piece of advice for 2024, what would that be? One piece of advice, um, I would say don't let the headlines make you afraid of the real estate market. Long-term real estate has shown and will continue to show that it is a great investment for people personally. Um, and you mentioned investors, which I didn't comment on earlier. Investors are always looking at, quote, timing the market. But I think what most consumers really need to understand 
is that real estate is all about timing, but it's not the one you read in the headlines. It's timing on um, getting married, expanding your family, having children, a job, maybe moving or relocating to be near a loved one. And those are really the core fundamentals that make people a buyer or seller. And those things will continue to be at the forefront of the real estate industry. And speaking of timing, Nick, I know your time is very valuable. You've got a lot on your plate with the U.S. and Canada, and we really thank you for taking the time to come out and educate our listeners. Thanks so much for joining On The Market. My pleasure. Great to be with you. After the break, the sales picture from York Region and beyond. This is On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. Asif, let's talk sales a bit early, though, to look at the numbers for the first few weeks of 2024. But if we start with a look back, what are the details of the last report for 2023? And what was your on-the-ground experience? Was it the same? So I, I think, Tina, the, the thing is 2023 surprised a lot of us. And in doing so, it finished the year as the worst year since the year 2000. Yikes. And, and to put that into perspective, Destiny's Child was all over the, the charts in 2000. So that's how <laughs> bad this year was. It, um, but the, you know, the, I think the thing to remember is we've had more interest rate, rate hikes in the last couple of years, consecutive hikes, than we've seen probably since I started in real estate. So in order for us to put the year in perspective, we have to take into consideration all of the outside influences that took place in 2022 and 2023 to get us to where we are. Now, with the decrease in the number of sales, the price wasn't affected as much. The price was down about 5% for the year across the Toronto Real Estate Board. And a significant factor for that is that the detached segment was the one that suffered the most in sales. So as the affordability went down, people started setting their focus to semis or towns or condos, and they weren't buying those larger luxury detached homes anymore. So once you take them out of the mix, you're going to start to see a decline in average price. And what can you tell us about the average price of a detached? The average price of a detached is still around a million dollars across the GTA. Yikes. And so, again, it, when you're comparing detached to detached or semis to semis or towns to towns, you're going to see that the price remained steady or went up a little bit. And that's what I mean. When you're looking at average price, it's an aggregate total divided by the number of sales. So even though we had less number of sales, when you have less of the higher-end product selling, that's going to affect the total value of the home sold, which is going to decrease the average. Do you expect sellers then to accept lower bids in this coming year? I don't think so. And I don't think sellers have been accepting lower bids. I think the thing is the sellers know what the value of their home is and there has been no urgency to sell homes. There's no catalyst for people to just get out of their homes. And 
you know, you see power of sale situations in that case when there's high unemployment or people are forced to sell, but we haven't had that. And I think the way that the banks have been working along with their homeowners, it's really allowed people to stay in their homes and to be able to come up with different ways that they can amortize their mortgages and and be able to stem the tide so that now as the rates start to come down again, we're going to go into more of a normal type of market. Okay, so then what advice do you have then someone who is buying or selling in these next few months? I think before the interest rates start to decrease, there's a little window of opportunity for buyers to get out there and get into a home. And it doesn't mean that you're going to get thirty or $40,000 off the price of a home. But what it does mean is you may not have to compete with three or four or eight or ten people when you're buying that home. Because as soon as the rates start to drop and people start coming off the fence and they start getting out to these houses, we have to remember that we still don't have a lot of inventory. It appears to be a lot of inventory because we were so used to 2020 and 2021 having a month of inventory or a month and a half of inventory. So now that we're sitting at two and a half months of inventory, it really does appear that we have a lot of inventory, but that's not a lot when you're looking at the big picture. Now, according to the Canadian Real Estate Association, there was a price drop across the country in some of the major cities. Did you find that to be the case here in York Region? That's an average price drop. And again, it's because the higher end was not selling. But when you're looking at apples to apples, you're going to see that everything was pretty flat or up a little bit in terms of percentage. But you are going to see an average price drop because that high end or the detached segment had taken a bit of a hit. And what about the commercial market? How is that recovering or not recovering from, you know, the pandemic where it changed the way and where we work? It's another phenomenon that the commercial market, everyone thought that it would take a huge hit because mm-hmm. people were not in their offices anymore. And they thought a lot of these uh, companies would allow people to work from home and be able to survive that way, get rid of their footprint in terms of commercial space. But now people are getting back into the offices as well. So we haven't seen a huge decline in commercial space or even a huge amount of listings for commercial. It's pretty hard to come by when you're looking for commercial space or office space. The good space is still pretty hard to come by. They call it the A space and the A space, you're very limited in what's available. So the prices haven't dropped. There's not a lot of inventory. So there's still a a lot of upside there as well. And what about the condo market? What can you tell us? Is there still demand? The condo market, if there's any type of segment in real estate that's saturated, it would be the condo market. There's a lot of condos out there. And and not only that, the assignment market. And what that means is people that have purchased pre-construction deals over the years are now trying to sell them because the affordability factors have changed and they may not be able to get a mortgage when these condos are constructed and built and people have to close on them. So we have a glut of inventory in assignments and people are trying to sell the agreements of purchase and sale that they signed two years ago, three years ago, a year ago, prior to having to close on them because they won't be able to close on them. So if there's a market that you can actually get a good deal on, it would be the assignment market. I'll quote another report to you here. This one from RBC that says it expects sluggish conditions in Ontario's real estate market to continue into 2024 and keeping drivers in or sorry, keeping buyers in the driver's seat in most markets. Do you agree? 
I don't. Okay. I, I think that, uh, you know, it's a very conservative approach, but we're probably going to see, uh, and it hasn't been a sluggish start to the market. It's been pretty active out there. So what we're going to see is the, inv- the inventory is going to start to be absorbed. And now we're going to get into price appreciation because there's not a lot left on the market. So if you're a buyer and you're listening to stories like that, you may be left out in the dark and, and looking in because you need to make that move now when you don't have a lot of competition. Once the competition starts now, you're going to be outbid because there's going to be someone there that may want to pay five or ten or twenty thousand dollars more than the price of the home in order to secure that home because it's going to come down to bidding wars and multiple offers and very limited inventory. There was this period just after the pandemic, you called it pan, uh, pent up demand, where the market just went crazy where folks were getting these prices for their homes that we've never seen before. Do you think we're going to see that again? So when when I spoke of pent-up demand after the pandemic, I was talking about three or four months of Mm pent-up demand. Now we're sitting on 18 to 24 months of pent-up demand. So if you think that we should normally sell about 85,000 homes a year and we only sold 65,000, there's 20,000 sales right there that are pent-up plus all of the immigration that's out there, plus all of the people that are going to come on the market this year. So there certainly is pent-up demand, and we don't have the inventory to support it. So that's going to result in price appreciation very quickly. And the market, it's been known to shift in a two- to four-week period. So you could be sitting in a situation where you're bidding on homes one at a time, and you may not be jumping the gun on those. But very quickly, it could get into you bidding on a home that has four or five offers, and that, that'll really put you on the outside looking in. You've been in this real estate game for quite some time. What are you hearing from your colleagues across the country in their markets? It's a lot of optimism, and, you know, just the other day, it was, we were talking to some colleagues across Canada on a, a WhatsApp chat, and every market out there is hot. So there's not a market in Canada right now that there's not a lot of activity in. And that's surprising because usually there are pockets that are quieter, but right now the buyers are getting out there, so they're getting the message and they're following what the market's doing and they know that their window is limited. There are those who are sitting on the fence right now. It's the early days of 2024, but they're thinking about jumping into the market this year. What advice would you have for them at this point to get ready? I think the first thing is to get pre-qualified and, you know, talking to your mortgage broker or your mortgage professional, they'll probably advise you on what type of mortgage to get. I would think at this time you would want to go variable just because some banks and some economists are reporting up to six interest rate drops this year. And if that is going to happen, then you don't want to lock in at a higher rate on a fixed rate. Uh, you may want to even do a short term if you had to go fixed rate go with a short term six months or a year and then refinance when the rates come down a little bit we're never going to see the two to three percent rates again that was a pandemic thing but now if you can get something between four and five percent that's a really good rate and what else should folks be doing then regarding preparing for that big buy, the biggest purchase for most people of their lives? What else should they be doing right now? I think it's getting out there and seeing the different neighborhoods, the different mm. areas. This is a great time for you to do that homework because you have that time right now. As soon as the market shifts and we get into that frenzy, 
you've pretty much got a 15-minute window when you're going to be visiting that house to decide on what you're going to offer on it. Not even if you're going to offer on it, but what price are you going to put on it because you've got seven or eight other people that are ready to offer on it. So this is a great time for you to get acquainted with different neighborhoods, find out what you're looking for, what you want, and then be ready to strike. So get all of your ducks in order, have that pre-approval done if You know, this is a great time for you to even get a home inspection in, which that was a luxury in some cases back in 2021 or 2020 because you didn't have time to do that home inspection. But at this time right now, you do have that luxury. Take advantage of it. Make sure that you're going in eyes wide open and strike when the iron's hot. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next, and we begin with Jerish in Concord. What does the information about assignment sale mean? It is included in the contract to purchase his pre-construction condo and is unclear as to what it all means. Asif, can you explain? Sure, can. I just completed one of these uh, for one of our clients. And basically what an assignment is, is you are selling the agreement of purchase and sale for the pre-construction condo to somebody else. So they are actually purchasing the agreement that you made with the builder to purchase your pre-construction condo. Now, there's usually fees associated with that, legal fees, to have this document transferred. Sometimes when you're negotiating the purchase of a pre-construction, uh, if you're using a realtor, will almost always try to have that thrown in so that you don't have to pay fees. But I've seen fees as high as ten dollars to $15,000 for these assignments from the builder because they have to pay for their legal work. The new purchaser has to be approved and they have to pre-qualify for a mortgage for that unit as well. And then at a time like this, there are so many assignments on the market that, you know, people may be taking a hit on these pre-construction units just to get out of them because with the new rates, they may not be able to close on these properties. So an assignment sale is usually the sale of a pre-construction condo before it has been closed on or before it's been completed and people are just basically buying the piece of paper that you signed to say that you were purchasing it. All right, a lot more clear there. Manila from Markham is planning to purchase her first home this year, but has many questions including how to best determine how much she can afford for a starter home and what should she consider when deciding between a condo or a townhome. Asif. Well, uh, the first step would be to go and get pre-qualified by a financial institution or a mortgage broker that can shop your mortgage around to different lenders to try and get you the the best value uh, for the product that you're choosing. Now, there's certain considerations. There's when you're talking about affordability and, and what you can afford, uh, it's you're going to have to look at, you know, what, what is your income at and what can you support? Uh, you're going to have to go through the stress test that in case the rate changes, you're going to still qualify for this mortgage uh, at a higher rate. 
And then you also have to look at different areas that you may want to consider because some areas are obviously a lot more affordable than others. So all of this will go into a consultation with your realtor, which will be able to point you in the right direction. Now, when it comes to the difference between a home or a condo, the other thing that you have to factor in that when you're being pre-qualified, if you change from a home to a condo, you have to let the lender know because now there's going to be maintenance fees that will affect the affordability for your mortgage because if you have a five or six hundred dollar maintenance fee on this condo that's going to affect the ratios that the banks look at to qualify you so you may qualify for a little bit less in terms of mortgage because there's a maintenance fee so a lot of things to consider but the first two things would be a consultation with a lender and a consultation with a realtor to get you started Great first two steps there. As a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? Yeah, they can always call me and myself, 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez for Asif Khan. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.